Welcome to the House of Power podcast with me, Lance Kinnair. In this episode, I interview Cindy Russell. Cindy is one of the top-selling personal trainers at NextGen Health Clubs. Now, the reason why I wanted to interview Cindy is because she's had a lot of success in a really short period of time. She's only been a personal trainer for six months, and in that time, she's been able to build her client base to a point where she's now fully booked. And as a mother and grandmother, she's been able to build it up on her terms. So she works the hours that she wants that are school-friendly, family-friendly, and allow her to live the lifestyle that she wants. Cindy's a great case study for other trainers because all too often we get sold the idea that we should be doing 60 hours of personal training a week. However, many people don't know the realities of what that's actually like to do and they don't know that most of those trainers are working from 5 a.m. and not finishing work to 10 p.m. six, sometimes seven days a week. And the other side of that is most personal trainers don't make a full-time income. In fact, most of them just end up doing this for a hobby. However, when everyone starts in this industry, they come in with good intentions wanting to build a business and a lifestyle that works for them. And that's why Cindy's story is really unique. The best part is Cindy has no idea how she's had this rapid success. However, I've been watching this unfold for the last six months and I've been keeping mental notes about what she's been doing. So in our conversation, we discuss business principles that, to her, come very naturally. However, to many other people, they need to actively go away and work on those. So we talk about how she differentiates herself from other people in the marketplace or other trainers. We talk about what she does to retain clients and get them training with her regularly. And we also talk about how she finds and attracts new clients. And again, I'll reiterate, all of this comes second nature and really natural to her. It's just part of her personality. But what we do in the conversation is we actually dissect that down and we analyze and we try and work out what specifically those things are. And I think that's going to be the real takeaway from other business owners or trainers listening to this conversation. And you'll notice that we keep circling back to one business concept. And I believe that's the key concept that she's used to build herself up to success in a very short period of time. So if you can figure out what that is, I want you to comment below and tell me what you think the number one thing is that Cindy's been doing that's given her a lot of success in a really short period of time. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Cindy. Okay, so what's your backstory? Why the career change? Why getting into fitness and why are you here? Uh, Because I loved it. I, I have done, I used to be big. I used to be overweight. Then I went to a gym and lost um, 18 kilos. Then I was started coming to next gen here. And then I saw um, one of the trainers here training this other girl, and that was I wanted to look like her. And so I hit up this guy, and I said, "Look, I want to train like she is." And so then I went into full-on bodybuilding. So I did bodybuilding for a good year. I I got really big, really fast because I'm small. My body um, retained muscle really fast. Um, but then I found myself very limited in what I could do. I had no fitness. And then I saw another guy come in, <coughs> he was a new trainer, and he was so flexible. Um, he, te- he was teaching functional movement, 
and I used to just watch him all the time. At that point, he wasn't even busy. He, but I watched him, and he would go and help people all the time. And like, if someone, and he still does it to this day, and he doesn't even work here. If someone's doing something wrong, he will go straight over and help them with their technique, or come and get me and say, "Cindy, this person needs help." Um, and I really liked that, and I liked how flexible he was, how fit he was. And then I approached him and I said, "Look, I, I want to start training with you." And he actually turned me down at first and was like, "I'm not the person for you." And I was like, "But I don't want to be this anymore. I don't want to be this um, solid. I was very solid." And um, yeah, then he was like, "Okay, well, everything that you have ever been taught, you're going to forget." And then he took me very back to the basics of everything. Started introducing me to a lot of animal movement, functional training, um, high intensity training. Even when I was bodybuilding, I couldn't do pull-ups. I couldn't do handstand push-ups. I couldn't do any of that because I was too heavy. Um, he leaned me right down, and then um, yeah, I just was loving it. And then another trainer here that was working here was watching me. And he said, "You'd be a great trainer." And I'd often thought about it and I wanted to do something different with my life and it was where my heart was. That's what I loved. I've always been conscious of what I ate, always been conscious of, you know, the foods that I ate and everything that I drank and anything that went into my body. Um, and then I started doing the PT course and applied here and straight away you gave me the job. It was and, good. And here we are. And here we are. So what you've become famous for your style of training, so how would you define it? I would define it as high-intensity functional body movement. I do a lot of body movement. I don't <clears throat> lift a lot of heavy weights. I, do, I go more for reps, and I do more body weight exercises um, so that you get more flexible. I will always have people get really low, keeping their heels on the ground. I will... I will retrain people on their squats, how they squat. A lot of people do squat wrong, put too much pressure on on their knees. Um, and, that, yeah, that's how I would explain my training. Okay. And do you work with a wide range of clients? Like I've, you've certainly, from what I can see, got a specific client that's attracted mm. to your style. Yeah. But you've got a diverse range of clients as well. Yes. At first, it was um, it was just the the fitter people that wanted to get fitter, um, and then it was the mums started, you know, because they could relate to me because I've had kids, I've been there, I've been big, um, and now it's actually I'm getting a lot more men that want to be pushed to their limits, that want to be fit because the whole bodybuilding thing is going out. It it's not functional. It's not. Um, it, you can't keep it. To keep that big bodybuilding look is a lot of hard work. Where doing what I do, um, it's hard, but it, it's leaner, longer muscle, elongated. You have more flexibility. You can go for a run. And I never used to be able to run to the end of the gym. I'd be dying. But now a, a run to the end of the gym is nothing. Um, yeah. So, so for someone who comes in that's maybe hasn't been in the gym for a while, some someone who is like our classic target market. It's it's a forty-something woman who's got a kid that's maybe eight to ten years old. She hasn't been fit. She's put on a bunch of baby weight. Never really had a chance to lose it. How do you train that? So first of all, I would start with band work. 
Yeah. I love bands. Um, everything that I do has resistance bands. Even when I'm doing weights, I will always put bands around it so you get the resistance back and forth. And I would just start with doing um, body movement with bands, starting to get the heart rate up, then drop it, then back up. Um, nothing to jumping so that you, it will hurt their joints. I wouldn't start with that. But first of all, definitely the bands. That's how I would start training somebody like that. Look into their diet, see how dedicated they want to be because training with me one to two days a week isn't going to get the results that they may be wanting because it's 80% diet, as we know. Everything is your diet and you've got to um, want it. Like I say in, in the Trim and Transform group, what is your want? And I will always ask a client when they first start with me, what is it you want from me? What do you want? Like some people will be, you know, I want to learn to do a pistol squat. I want to do a handstand push-up, you know. I want to lose weight. Um, what is your want? So let's talk about how you built your client base because you didn't do any hard selling whatsoever. There's no, no high-pressure sales done here. There's very little social media. I mean, I know you put stuff on social media and promote it, but it's not like you build a business on social no. media or online. I've only just started doing that as well. Yeah. So how did you build your client base? I think because I train in the gym, people watch me and um, people – and I'm, I, I feel that I'm an approachable person. And like um, my trainer, I will help people. If I see somebody doing something wrong, I will pull – I will say straight away, oh, why don't you try it this way? I won't make them feel like an idiot and say, oh, you're doing it wrong. I will never say somebody is doing something wrong. I will say, why don't you try this way? Um and, you know, and then I'll offer, you know, if you ever want to have a PT session with me, try something new, here's my number. Yeah. Yep. Simple. This is pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you think a lot of trainers uh, don't get the results that they look for when they want to make a career out of PT? Um, too shy. Yeah. Um, they don't have enough. Um, they don't feel that they are good enough. Probably that's one of yeah. Yeah. They um, yeah. You know when you're first getting into the industry, and you've you know you've got to know what you do. Like I know this is my style. This is me. I am 100% confident in what I do. Like if anyone wanted to ask me how to start to do a pistol squat, I know the exact movements to take to get them into a pistol squat. Like my clients now are doing pistol squats within three weeks. And, you know, there's other ways to teach people, but this was the way that I got taught and it works. Um, yeah. Do you ever turn people away who you don't think are going to be a good fit? No, I will not turn somebody away. Yeah. But or if I find that there are injuries, um, things like that, I would rather them go to somebody that is um, more injury-orientated rather than myself. Like, I could definitely do that, but because I do have... Now I am getting to that point where I have a lot of clientele, um, I would rather the injured person get that full attention. From a specialist, yeah. Yes. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So I think that's one of the key things, again, and I've got this all listed down that we'll go through later, but I think that's another success factor was is you know your style and mm. what you will and won't do. Like the bodybuilding thing, you're done mm. with that, yeah. right? But the functional fitness and movement-based training mm. is, is certainly, like I said, what you become famous for. 
do you think that gives you an advantage over other trainers because what you offer is different to what everyone else is doing in this gym in particular? I think so, yeah. And I walk the talk. Yep. Um, I think people like to see that because, um, you know, I, they see me do everything that my clients go through. So, you know, they think, oh, you know, if they see me doing something to a client, they know that I've done that because most everyone in here knows me now and they see me, you know, going around the whole gym. Um, and, yeah, definitely. So this leads to another interesting question. Mm -hmm. You get clients approaching you mm -hmm. and asking to book in for paid training sessions, right? Yeah. So every trainer out there wants inbound clients coming to them where they don't have to reach out and find new clients, right? It's crazy. So yeah. what do you think are the things that you do that attract people to come and talk to you rather than you go out and talk to them? Um, I will always... I, and this happens regularly, doesn't it? Yeah, like this it happened happens two days time. ago. Yeah. You had a couple yeah. sign up with you. Yeah. How many times a week are they training? Uh, they both train once a week, yep. but I've got another couple. He trains with me four days a week and she trains with me two to three days a week. Mm. Um, yeah, it, I'm always getting approached. Um, I just got approached again before um, by another young girl. But I, um, because I think what it is is um, people want to become fitter. And I, I can see by looking at people, I, I, watch, I watch everybody. And if somebody is watching me a lot, I will go straight over to them and say, hey, if you would like me to give you a PT taster of what I do, yep. hit me up. I'd love to show you what I do. I'd love to let you experience it. Because within eight weeks, one of my clients, we did his very first training session with me. And then um, he was nearly sick within 10 minutes and he had to stop he was sweating profusely eight weeks later we did it again he finished the session within 15 minutes and he was just like i can't believe it another one of my clients is a motocross racer he came to me to get he wants to build his endurance he'd never won any of his competitions because he'd always um got fatigued real fast so he won his first motocross competition just the other week and he was like, it's because of the training and um, I get results and that my clients are all seeing that and I think people watch and see my clients and are watching them. Everybody is getting results. They're not just staying stagnant. They're doing this and every one of my clients is committed because I keep encouraging them. I make sure that I keep track of them. You know, how are you today? Even when I'm not training them and I see them, I'm like, how are you? How are you feeling? How's your, you know, if they've got something sore, how's your shoulders? Always am genuinely interested in each person. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that you face building your client base up to that level? So th these can be personal in terms of balancing your work life and family and that sort of stuff, or it can even be professional, like... Um, you know, booking, being able to book everyone in for the times that suit you. Mm. So maybe share with us some of the challenges you've come across and how you overcame those. Some of the challenges is not having enough nine nine thirty spaces. Yeah, <laughs> everybody wants that time, so they're all. all... But see, most trainers are working from five a.m. to yeah. maybe nine thirty, whereas your day starts at nine thirty. Yeah, and you will finish. Like now, 12 o'clock. Yeah. Which is crazy. So you're working like mum-friendly hours. Yeah, I'm working amazing hours. And then I start yeah. usually again at like 4 o'clock and then work till about 8 o'clock at night. Mm. And it works perfect it's for me. It's a much friendlier split shift. Yeah. 
it's really good. So, so that's been a challenge is over demand for certain time slots? For certain time slots. And, you know, you know, I've had a couple of clients, well, that doesn't work for me, and so I haven't been able to train them. Yep. And I've tried everything that I can do to even move other clients around, but some, you know, some people that train with me four days a week, I'm not going to let them lose their spot because they're, they're, I have, they're my priority. I always will keep the ones that constantly come to me... Um, and never ever um, cancel. They are always priority as well, because um, some are just you know in and out. That that's frustrating is when they cancel just a little bit of time before, um, and then continuously do it, and then they ask why their spot's been lost. That that was annoying um, because you know they constantly um, cancel on me. So then I'd give that good spot up to somebody else. The next person would just move up automatically and then when they've come back they'll be like I'm ready to come back training and I'm like well you're you're back down at 11 30 and they're like no that's been an issue I've had a lot of banter with like that one um but we sorted it out but yeah that that's a hard spot so good problems to have so you've been (laughs) you've been too popular yeah yeah unreal okay so what are your big three tips for other trainers wanting to become fully booked, full-time fitness professionals? Um, get an iPad. Yeah. <laughs> get an iPad and have your schedule in front of you. Um, be friendly. Be approachable. Help people when you know they're not even your client. Um, you know, if someone's not my client, I will still talk to them. But I talk to everybody here. You know, everybody will be like, hey, Sim, how are you doing? Um... You know, and I really am genuinely interested in everybody. You know, I, I am a people person. So that makes it easier for me. Um, so the first one, get an iPad. So why <laughs> why do they need an iPad? So just let everyone know how you were keeping track of your clients' programs beforehand. Okay. Before you finally got your iPad like <laughs> two months ago. So you told me, I think it's time, Cindy. Um, I was had each of my clients had a little notepad. It was... I loved it. I'm very old school, but my bag was full of them, and I still haven't thrown them away. They're still in my bag. I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) You're hoarding them. Yeah, I've still got them. Um, So, you know, I think it got to a point when I had about 20 clients, and there was, like, so many notepads just sitting in there, and my diary was falling apart because I was always booking people in, then I'd cross out one person, then, you know, pencil in another, and it was just getting out of order. So you had to go paperless yes. so, and, and take it onto the iPad. What software did you end up getting? Um, PT management software, what was it? It's called TrainerFoo. How's it working out for you? It's really good. Yep. I love it. It's so good. I can have, like, I've got 40 clients in there and, you know, every you click onto their name, I can see every single workout they've ever done because one of the things as well with myself is, I think, which makes me stand out, I never repeat a workout the same. They will never repeat anything the same. It will always be different. So I, I get bored very fast with training. And so I'm always trying to think of new things and I'm always prepared. I never just wing it. I will always have their program done and ready for them. So no matter how many clients I've got that day, if it's eight clients, their programs will be done the day before. Perfect. Always done. So that I don't get there and say, okay, what are we doing today? Oh, let's just do this. And then they'll be like, oh, but we did that last week. I'm like, oh, well, that will never happen. That never happens with me. They always are 
I'm always prepared. So just to recap, tip one is get an iPad. Yes. And then you're prepared in terms of your clients' programs and bookings. Yes. Tip two is to be friendly, know everyone in the gym. Yep. Number three? Um, be prepared. And always, um, your client is number one. Um, and listen to what they want. Um, really take interest in what they want. Uh, you, you're, there, you're there to help them. Yeah. Cool. All right. So what I thought we'd do now is I've written down seven key points of what I believe I've tried to deconstruct your success right mm-hmm. this is what I believe you've done mm-hmm. and what I think any successful person starting their own client base needs to do um, and I really think you've you've unconsciously done this and naturally done this and that's why it's been really interesting to watch the come up yeah and also even more fun to see you not be aware of doing this because it just comes so natural too. Yeah. So the first one is congruency. So we've talked about this a lot already. Yeah. So you walk the talk, you do what you love, you're constantly in the gym. Yep. Um, constantly training and genuinely helping people without an agenda. Yeah. So often what I've seen is trainers go to approach people to try and pick up a new client as yeah. opposed to help people because that guy's going to hurt his back. Yeah. And I need to give him instruction. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a different. Yeah. There's a different approach there. So that's the first one I see is congruency. Number two is branding. So like personal brand, I think you've you've nailed perfectly. And I think it's because you haven't wavered to your style of training. Mm. And I think, um, you, you know, you're your own product and you're your own resume as such. Mm. So you look the part. Um, you've got like the, the funky sleeve tattoo thing going on. So it's kind of cool, you know. And I think a lot of people, that appeals to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're not training one way, but then preaching another. Yeah. And I think too many trainers are generous. And um, as much as you need to do that from time to time to start picking up clients, um, arguably, I think the trainers who have the most success is when they pick a niche and then they just hit it hard out. So they yeah. find what they love and they just go real deep on that. And they'll, yeah. they'll attract those people because they're the specialist in that area. Yeah. Like you, you probably don't get people coming to you looking for specifically for bodybuilding. No. They probably come looking to really get a good like metcon workout yeah and i think if somebody did come to me for that specific i would turn like give them to somebody else that specializes in that more so yeah number three i think you you've naturally found a lead source so next gen is essentially your lead yeah generator yeah and it's bringing clients to your time however um it's come really naturally so so this is this is the thing i keep going back to is you genuinely show interest in people as opposed to having a hidden agenda. Mm. Um, so I think the, the membership base we've got here, the thousands of members that we do have, like they're all potential clients. Mm. And, and so the fact that you're on the gym floor, you're constantly talking to people, constantly friendly with everyone and willing to help people. You know, whether you were a, um, a trainer here or not, I think you'd still be doing the same thing on the gym floor. Yeah. And I think organically that's led to uh, picking up clients. Yeah. Um, the next one, number four is you've approached, and I don't know if you've realized this, you've approached centers of influence in the gym. So centers of influence being the people either who work in the business or kind of popular, well-known members, yep. um, and you've got them training with you. So yeah. when the general manager's training with you and the membership consultants and the receptionists and uh, like some of just like the 
more regular gym members who are and the here. Grit the grit instructor. Yeah, yeah, like the grit fitness instructor. Okay, so yeah. the fact that they're training with you, they're sending as an influence, and yeah. whether you know it or not, mm. they're always talking positively behind your back about yeah. the session to their friends. And because they're in front of so many people all the time, yeah. I think that's helped spread the word really, really quickly. Yeah. So I, I know when you were training a general manager here, that was the whole conversation in the yeah. staff room after the session was how'd you go how'd you go yeah. did you throw up was it that tough like and then that forced yeah. other people to want to try sessions with you and it just grew from there yeah. and the membership consultants are now referring you as the go-to trainer yeah right yeah, yeah. and it's not it's out good. of favoritism it's because they've built trust and rapport with you yeah and i think you've picked centers of influence yeah. to do that so that's a real big golden nugget and i yeah. think keep that one in mind number five social proof we've already kind of covered this but to sum it up, training people equals training more people. The fact you're seen to be a trusted, reliable source, you're always on the gym floor, mm. that's like, okay, well, then I'll pick that person because everyone's training with you. It's kind of like got critical mass now. Yes. Uh, number six, caring. Again, it's a genuine um, approach. It's not, uh, what's the word? No hidden agendas. So you're not looking necessarily to pick up new clients. Yeah even though you are, but yeah. it's it's more of like, yeah, let, let me try and help you. Yeah. And I think that's, it comes from a place inside as opposed to And I can outside. see if someone's interested, mm. you know, and and some people are too shy to approach. And so I like, I'll approach them. And, you know, there's a few people that I've seen and they just watch. I'm like, hey, you know, wouldn't you like to try it? Yeah. Number seven, and this is the last one, mm-hmm. and I think it's probably the most important and it's, and it's very like, business-minded but it's the fact that because here at next gen we have a different business arrangement mm. there isn't a rental model um i think that's helped you thrive so yes. having low overheads or essentially no rent yeah rather doing a profit split like we do here yeah i think that's helped you because you don't have to go and find 350 bucks every single week yeah just to pay your your rental and you're not dealing with paying your your you know, tax and all the other overheads and stuff like that here. It's very different. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think you oh, would definitely. have... Do you think it would have made a difference if you were, say, a, don't know, a good life or somewhere where you're paying rental? In there, it's very cutthroat where, you know, it, as soon as somebody walks in the door, that it just... I could imagine it. I, I don't know because I'm so lucky that I, I, I'm here. But I did get offered another job at somewhere else, but I was just like, you know what, I love it here. And everybody's so good to me here. And we're like a family. Everybody listens and, um, yeah, you don't feel cutthroat. You don't feel like you've got to grab that person. And it's like, okay, if that person wants to train with you, awesome. You know, if that person wants to train with you, so good. But I think if you're working where you had to make that $350 just to pay your rent, you you would be a different style of trainer. You, you'd be more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it breeds a different culture in the gym. And yeah. I think there's a lot of trainers out there who are, like, you know, the PT team is like 20 to 25 yeah. PTs. Yeah, I've heard about crazy. one place where they all just sit and wait yeah. like for people to walk through the door. They have to because they've got to make that money. Yeah, that would be awful. Uh, no, uh, it's great here. So what's next for you career-wise? Where do you want to go now? Um, so t- I want to be able to drop a few more shifts and I just want to focus on my PTs and my trim and transform. Yep. They're my two loves. Um, so move away from the group fitness classes and trim and transform a week program well keeping the trim and transform but moving away from 
like the few gym instructorships you do yep. into I know, like, just um, PT. Yeah, just PT and maybe keep a couple. You know, I know like a, a quite a few people like me doing the hits, you know, and it's yep. it, I couldn't see them, you know, I don't want to disappoint them as well. You know, the, the, the people here, um, the members here are so nice at the way that they feel towards me. Um, but, yeah, my focus is definitely to build up my PT even a little bit more and um, I'm at a point now where I'm really comfortable. So anything more that comes in, I'm stoked. And, you know, I'm getting really good. I'm hoping by the end of the year to drop the Sunday shift so that I can, you know, just work the days that I want to work and it be comfortable. So make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. And if you know of anyone else who you think might benefit from hearing it, make sure you share it with them. Until next time.